0: Welcome to episode fourteen of Control Alt Revolt, the podcast. I'm Nick Cole,
1: and I'm Single White Medusa.
0: You sound so sparkly today.
1: Hey, I'm trying. I was tired <laughs> yesterday.
0: You faded yesterday.
1: <laughs> I couldn't focus. I was like my brain was blank. I'm sorry. That's it happens okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Had you been drinking? No, I was just tired.
0: You're just tired.
1: Yeah, it, like really, that happens more often than not. I've. I'm surprised it doesn't <laughs> hasn't happened more. My
0: writing hasn't caused you to turn to secret drinking and no, because it's,
1: it's I love uh, your writing.
0: It's ruined people.
1: <laughs> no way, it's my favorite entertainment of the day. We weren't
0: gonna do a podcast today because I've been I've got like I'm under a deadline and I gotta work a lot. But my mom called me and said, "Why haven't you done a podcast yet?" <laughs> so I guess we'll do a podcast, mom.
1: <laughs> we can do it. Why not?
0: Why not? <laughs> no, I love doing it. I was just like, well, everybody will understand and we'll make it up to him tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll teach them the secrets to life tomorrow. But you know, I'm under the gun today. So, but we do have things to talk about because we had like a very interesting 24 hours, but let's, what's our first topic?
1: Um, well, <laughs> there was the juxtaposition of the two army ads uh, comparing Russia to to our United States. Pathetic one.
0: Yeah, where woke corporal takes on Soviet murder machines.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: You know, and bad. I think what I hate about that ad is all of it. I think I hate all of the ad. I mean, I I didn't know that it was possible for me to hate all of something. But I now actually have hate. Like, I now... Because of this ad, I now hate people like this. <laughs> like, great job, everybody. You, you've you made me hate you. I hate it on an aesthetic level, like that there's there's cartoon. Like, when I joined the Army, what was it? It was uh, Be All You Can Be. Mm-hmm. And then there was the army of one and all these kind of things. And, and the ads were cool. Like, I mean, I've heard some people say, Oh, they were cringe. Like, no, the ads were cool and everything like that.
1: I remember them. I remember that song.
0: Yeah. But the woke corporal cartoon thing showing her fighting against the bigotry of the rest of us so that her two moms can love. That's the first problem right there besides the horrible animation. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like, all of those ads always have to take a jab at the rest of us. We were protesting so that love is love and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, that's Pucky. That is total Pucky. That is a that is a straw person thing. Gay couples could always be together. We mm-hmm. all knew gay couples that were always together. No one gave them a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. But what you wanted to do was be married like Christians are married. That's what you wanted. You had the civil and the legal, everything that you needed, but you had to shove Christian's faces in it and you're, and you got it and you're still not satisfied doing it. Now you have to make up these ads where you push Christians in and faces, you know, your face in the mud and you say, see, we had, we fought against you and we overcame you and your bigots. You didn't fight against anything. You didn't overcome anything. You basically, there, there is no law that says gay people can be married because you don't need a law to do that. Just all that happened was Proposition 8 was overturned when everybody else said, hey, we would like marriage defined as between a man and a woman and have it be a legal ceremony. And you guys are like, no, can't be that. We hate it. And then Obama gave it to you and Robert's that punk. I don't mind gay people getting married. If that's what you want to do, cool, go for it. I, I would prefer that I get to do the things that I want to do. But since we're all in this new thing about like, hey, you can't do what you want to do. Well, why don't I start thinking of things you can't do? And why don't I get me and 57 million other of my friends together to shut down the things that you want to do? Since you seem to get a thrill out of shutting down the things I want to do. That's where it's kind of going with stupid ads like this. The other thing that I hate about that ad is she goes over uh, an obstacle course, which we all have to do in the military. And she lands on the other side in the mighty girl superhero pose, which really irritates me because that's not how you land on the other side of an obstacle, of course. But it's something that I see all these superhero movies do where the hero is knocked down and then they land on one knee and then they look up from the bottom of their eyes and they're going to go after, you know, they're going to go harder now. Anybody who's ever been in a real fight, can tell you that the moment that you're on your knees, the fight's over, you're done. You're not winning. The whole purpose of fighting is to keep your feet under you, not to get to this position, but superhero movies have created this. And I think it's kind of propaganda to teach all the social justice warriors that you have to be, you have to start every fight in this sort of servile, humble position, um, meaning that you're a slave on your knees warriors and kings do not kneel. They are not on their knees, but they teach their warriors who are really slaves and don't know that they're slaves to do this. And so I do think superhero movies are really about propaganda. Remember superhero movies used to be about, you know, saving the city from crime or beating the supervillain. Do you notice that all superhero movies now are about saving the world what are we always told with SJWs? We're always told that we're about saving the world, all this kind of stuff. And I, I really do think the Avengers movies were propaganda for all these SJWs. Because if you look at them, they'll tell you, oh, I could never believe in the Bible. The Bible's a fairy tale. But they can quote you chapter and verse, you know, everything about Black Widow and everything about Thor. They know it more hardcore in the Bible, and it is a fairy tale but I do think it's a propaganda-laden fairy tale. So I really hate that, but I love the person who went and took and juxtaposed the Russian military's ad over this one, and it's just night and day, and you can see. And as someone said in my feed, they said, you know, the purpose of the military is not to have your feels and not to feel better about yourself and not to find yourself and not to download this absolute drivel on the rest of our country. The purpose of the military is to show up at other people's houses, break their stuff, humiliate them and teach them never to do it again. You may not like that about the military, but that's what you do. That's what you're trained to do in the military. And, you know, to take this unserious person and to award them the rank of corporal, I'd like to get into that, but whatever. Um, It it just, I mean, like really what, what we have is what we're shaping up towards is we're going to, be the most diverse military ever to lose a war if you're going to if you're going to have people unserious people like that and of course there was a whole architecture and a train and this this new secretary of defense is an utter just diversity hire disaster who seems to hate the military and advancing things like this to the american people i would just say this you are in a lot of trouble if that's what your military is you're in a lot of trouble And you may not have strong feelings about that. And I think the Biden administration personally is doing this stuff because they know they're not going to get in any kind of conflict because that's their plan. Let's not get in a conflict and then we won't have to deal with this stuff. And I hate to tell you, like the rest of the world wants a conflict. I've heard that like I know somebody who is a little connected to the military in France and they're saying like the french are just training hardcore for a major war that they know is coming that might be an internal civil war because they're having problems too but a lot of the militaries are gearing up for a very serious go time and meanwhile we have corporal diversity over there uh basically bad mouthing the united states and going on this flower journey in the military that is not what the military is about i know the military has evolved and changed but that was not the military that i was in And if I was in that military, this military right now, I'd be absolutely ashamed of that kind of behavior and the people who put that together and you as Americans, you should be frightened to death because if that's who's defending you, you are not being defended.
1: Yeah, I agree. And your
0: tax dollars are wasted on crap like that.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I I agree with you that like, yeah, no one's probably going to attack us, but... If they ever were going to, yeah. this is the best time because this is about the weakest that our country and our military will be because of what they're doing to it. Not that we can't be tougher. I know we can. But sadly, like they're kind of forcing a lot of the best soldiers, specifically people on our side, to to retire. To I, know that, I know that. I know that for a fact. they're drumming people yeah. like us out. They don't want, you know, patriots. They yeah. They don't want people that think like us in there. And it's it's really crazy. If this was the time to attack us, it would be now.
0: Yeah, and that that ad almost seems to telegraph, come and punch me in the throat. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, I mean, that's just that, I mean, I don't know what to do about that. I would say, talk to your Congress critters and tell them that that kind of military is not what you're paying your taxes for. I mean, we've just got to complain and we've got to shake the tree. And I know it's inconvenient and I know it's a hassle but if you don't want to play red dawn for the high score you might want to start trying to fix this military and it's something i've been saying a lot lately we need to america even though our government doesn't want to america Mm -hmm. um we need to build our own america regardless of what these turds want to do to it they obviously hate it they obviously hate us you know, it's time to do something. What's our next topic?
1: Well, I mean, interestingly, it's kind of a segue from that. I was just thinking if we, if you and I are correct, and a lot of people I think, and Obama is maybe kind of running the show behind the scenes and sort of the puppet master of Biden the puppet, who clearly Biden, puppet. is a puppet. <laughs> if Obama is really the one who's running the Biden puppet, um, doesn't that make sense? Because he did always hate America. That was yeah. Very Biden, Biden
0: always hate. You know, he, well, you mean Obama. He, he didn't under Obama. All, Biden hated it too. I mean, he's sure. out there yeah. yelling at the Coast Guard, telling them to clap and calling them the Navy. You know, these are two guys that calling never calling them dull. Yeah, remember, these are yeah. the two guys that never appreciated military service, mm-hmm. and these are two people that you know don't even know how to drive. Have been taken care of their whole lives and have nothing but contempt for, for us. And so, yeah.
1: But, um, and so our next topic was about sort of like the leftist power structures, the two separate ones that you were kind of noticing as we were talking this morning, it was sort of the Obama faction versus the Hillary faction. you, and you had kind of a really interesting theory of what that was all about it kind of had to do with bill gates even and epstein
0: yeah well i mean i was kind of i'm I'm trying to kind of put it all together and just sort of game it out and of course i'm a you know a writer so i want to i want to organize it and understand what's going on and like who the players are i don't think it's everybody on that side is on the same side it may have been until they won and we have to admit that they did win I don't if think you they
1: count stealing as one. Yes.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they won fairly, but they did win. They are in charge. They do have the reins of power right now. Well, usually, what happens in this system or this scenario or this stage is they begin to turn on each other because they don't want to share power. They want all the power because that's the kind of people they are. They're not in it for us. They're in it for them. But I was always kind of thinking about like, well, what happened here, and and who's really in charge. I have come to absolutely believe by looking at Biden's behavior that this is really Obama's third term, Uh that Obama really is running the show. If you look at the people that are surrounding Biden and managing him. You know, and and bang, basically saying when he can talk to the press, not talk to the press. You know, all the edicts that we you, no one thinks for a second that Joe Biden is writing any of the several. What he's like at a hundred executive orders. Uh-huh. You know, he's not writing those. Those uh-huh. are being written for him. He is surrounded by Obama people, and this would be really at the end of the day, it's it's a Barack Obama Valerie Jarrett power structure. Uh-huh. Okay, so what happened there? What we know is most likely Obama wanted the third term. With Hillary, there are rumors, and there's a guy, what's his name? The Who are Hillary we b- about? bribe?
1: Oh, uh, Patrick Byrne.
0: Patrick Byrne, and he claims that Hillary was offered a 500 million dollar bribe through the FBI during the Obama administration. But then he says, you know, it kind of all went away, and as far as he was concerned, he wasn't involved, but he d- still thinks that on some level, the bribe went through. And what the bribe was used for was to control Hillary. That Obama wanted a third term. Obviously, he can't have one because of the Constitution. So what he wanted to do was get Hillary under a bribe to make sure that she had to do everything he wanted and would fulfill his policies. But lo and behold, the, flip, the script got flipped, and Trump won. I think Trump honestly won, but Weren't we all kind of stunned that he won? I mean, wasn't that kind of strange? I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I went to sleep that night thinking, I don't think, or got up that day, and I, I don't think he's going to win. And then, you know, by 1030, I was like, this cat might win. And by 1130, he was, you know, he was winning. And, 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 you know, it was so stunning and shocking. Ben Rhodes saying, I can't even, and all those kinds of things. The question is, what if big tech really was involved to get Trump to win and not Hillary? Because what big tech wanted to do was they knew that the big reset was coming. They knew that the pandemic or some kind of let's take control of everything event was coming. And they also knew because big tech wasn't as big as it was in 2016 as it is now that they weren't at the top of the table. Because if you remember, Hillary was doing all these speaking engagements. She was getting all this money from a lot of foreign powers, a lot of foreign leaders, a lot of establishment institutions were first at the table. Flip over real quick to Epstein. What is Epstein's deal in all this? Why is Epstein Bill Gates's buddy? Why is Bill Gates doing, I think it was a billion dollar, $900 million deal with Epstein to fund research and all this kind of stuff. Gates' wife is worried about it. Now she's using it to nuke him. Why did the biggest equity manager in New York do a $150 million deal with Epstein? Those kinds of things. Why Epstein? Like, again, nobody knew him on Wall Street. He wasn't anything. Why were these people giving him money? Well, we do know that he had access to the Clintons. And we do know that the Clintons were money-hungry whores basically lining up everybody because they knew they were going to win for influence. What if big tech looked at that and said, you know, who's not at the top of the table? Us, because Hillary is an establishment candidate. Big tech is left, very left. In fact, what if they decided big tech said, Hey, let's, let's get Trump to win so that we get Hillary out of the way. And then what we'll do is we will then use the same techniques that we got Trump to win to get Trump to lose. So that in four years, we have our candidate where we want our candidate to be. And by that time, the Obama, you know, Obama was always more in league with big tech than the establishment. By that time Obama was like saying, "Okay, we can't use Hillary now because she's poison." And I think the Obamas became convinced that Hillary would have betrayed them or tried to go after them, which is the same thing. So, they had to go with Joe because Joe is the only person that Obama could reliably manipulate who owed them and who they had so much on with the Brisbane and things like that. So they could totally control Joe and Joe doesn't mind actually being controlled. The one factor was no one anticipated that Joe would lose his marbles. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask ourselves, like, was there a big power structure, a big war there? Is there, is that what we're really seeing that this is actually Obama's third term I think if you look at the details you look at the things that are going on you look at the things that he wanted to do you look at the deep state yes I think this was Obama's third term
1: there was that one little extra bit of evidence that you thought pointed to that which was what Hillary did on the night that yeah on the lost. night
0: she said it was all Obama's fault when she lost her her marbles and and there was something cryptic about that but it's uh, it's something to consider, but I do think what we're seeing is I think we're seeing Obama basically run the country right now.
1: There was, though, the other theory that we've had a while back. We didn't talk about this today, but I thought previously that you thought that the reason Trump won in 2016 was that they've already had these all these kind of cheating mechanisms in place, and they thought they had it in the bag because of those mechanisms, but Trump kind of won more bigly, let's say, than than they expected. And so their algorithms couldn't get ahead of it. And yeah. he kind it, of surprised them in it that could, way. It so could I have mean, well
0: been that, it, but again, no one thought he was going to win. Yeah. And I just don't know. I mean, how much did big tech help Trump to win the first time so that when the cards got reshuffled four years later... Mm-hmm. The big tech was, I mean, what are we seeing now? We're seeing big tech around oh, the yeah. country yeah. with Obama. Mm-hmm. So if anyone profited from Trump winning the first time and then Trump losing the second time, it is big tech. Yeah. Hillary wasn't a big tech person. She was an establishment person. She was a world person. She was a globalist. But now we're seeing really big tech work with Obama. You know, big tech Facebook got Obama single handedly elected in 2008 yeah so I think that's something closer to what we're seeing and and that kind of explains why Gates is now basically being hung out to dry and that kind of leads us into our our final topic, which was the video we watched today,
1: right? yeah, it was a really interesting, kind of like forty minute video on uh, the vaccines, but it was really interesting because it was done by a doctor in Canada and um It was just, it was very scientific, lots of graphs and charts and, um, she really walks you through everything. But basically what I thought the main thing was from it was you can absolutely show that there are a much higher incidence of, um, adverse events and or deaths within especially the first 24 hours or maybe one or two days. Um, so clearly, if you've gotten the vaccine and you're fine now, <laughs> you're through that biggest danger. <laughs> so you're doing pretty cool, uh, pretty good. But then there was, you know, there were a few other concerns for down the road as well. But there was definitely a much higher incidence of adverse events um, serious events and/or death um, within the first day or
0: two. Yeah, she's a she's experience. a statistic statistic sta, Stati-
1: statistician? statistician
0: statistician. Sorry, <laughs> my, my old Southern can't do that. She's a statistician of some sort, and it was it was very dry. It's very boring. You have to follow her through it, but I highly recommend it because there's no hyperbole and it's not crazy. It's very rooted in science, mm-hmm. and it's looking at data and adverse events that are that are reported. And it's it's pretty stark to see the adverse events that are reported within 24 hours. A lot of the stuff is in there that should give you pause. I think it still leads, it still confirms my operating system theory that that's what it is. We had a great comment uh, yesterday from one of the people. What was his comment?
1: Yesterday? Uh, So not the one I just talked to you. The guy guy who read read about about yeah,
0: who said about. You just read it to me. Oh,
1: okay. So this was from today then.
0: Oh, was it today?
1: Yeah. Um, Do you want me to read it? Yeah. I won't say who it is just in case they don't want me to say, but they probably don't mind, right?
0: Well, they'll be able to look in the comments (laughs) and say something. Tom
1: KP says, what you reported about the, quote, vaccine, possibly killing a person's natural antibodies correlates well with your suspicion from episode 12, which was our two episodes ago. If the mRNA gene therapy is meant to provide the necessary biotech for some kind of biological operating system, then it's possible that they'd want to, quote, delete all of a person's antibodies. That way, you would be required to periodically update your immune system with new, quote, vaccines, just like Microsoft already does with all of their software.
0: Yeah. And so. the big takeaway from that is that I am right. Exactly. No, Thank you, Tom. Sure. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. Kind of like if you kind of look at it, I you know, I mean, it's hard to find the truth right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to... The vaccine isn't the vaccine. Now, what's Fauci saying today? He's saying you shouldn't have to take it. He's definitely changing his tone mm-hmm. after Ron Paul grilled him. So I don't know, but I, I I can pretty much tell you this. We're not being told the truth about anything. Mm-hmm. And everything is colored and flavored to serve big tech and... Obama, who, you know, it's weird to be saying his name again, you know, we would kind of set it during the Trump term as kind of a joke and we wish the guy had gone away. But I think like, that's the sum of all fears. That's the worst possible scenario that this cat who hates America and who has the backing of the global elite to destroy America actually has his hands, you know, back on the reins of power again. That, that's really concerning. And, and now he's got big tech more involved than they ever were. There, there literally are no professionals or adults in the room. They're sort of only these radical ideologues, ideologues. Ideologues. And so I think I think that's that's concern. Sorry to be grim and dark on this fun afternoon, but we thought, you know, we'd knock out a podcast because mom said so. <laughs> We can't have our treaty until Mom says we do a podcast.
1: Yeah, and now we're going to get some ice cream, so now that's not too grim. Cream. No, you know. and
0: then I'm going to do some more word count. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get this thing. That we're going to get Forgotten Ruin 3 into the barn. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a pretty good life. Uh, we won't be doing a podcast because we don't do one on Fridays. We do an insider subscriber podcast on the weekend. We're going to would encourage everybody to subscribe from the link down below. You will love it. You will have a great time. Thank you so much. And that
1: is the podcast.